Today is August 1st, and the Yankees have won one game versus the Orioles and then lost the second in like kind of brutal fashion. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Lance Lynn, no hustling, uh, bad Sonny. There's a lot to talk about. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore for weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Okay. All right, cool. What's up? All right, so thank you for tuning in and listening to Talking Yanks. If it's your first time listening, then you're going to get a real tweet. Tweet. Real tweet? Twitter on the brain. We're going to get a real treat. That's my that's my um, my uh, speech impediment coming in. Back when I was a little kid, I can say whale-woed. I was a whale-woed kid. Real treat, because Jake and I are in the same location. This is the first time we've ever done a series recap in the same location. We've done some episodes together, not a series recap. Do you want me to look at you? I don't know, I where, I don't know where we're looking. Are we looking at the screen? Anyway, my name's John Boy, and this is my co-host, Jake. He's usually in Denver. I was usually in California. We're both in New Jersey today. We went to a game together. Uh, we watched the, the game, the second game. There's a lot going on. This episode is brought to you by John Moritko. How would you pronounce that last name? Moritko. And yeah. and Kenny Johnson. Kenny J. Thank you very much. Those are our most recent patron patrons, Patreon subscribers. Two dollars a month, you get early access, video access, access to other shit. We're gonna do a question and answer for just the patrons after this if we get enough questions, and you also get your name in the raffle to win. A jersey from Affordable Jerseys. We picked the winner live on Periscope while we were at Stans, the bar outside Yankee Stadium. AJ Owens, who I think is Andrew Owens. We just call him AJ. I don't know AJ or Andrew. He might be live, but he won. So congratulations to Andrew Owens for winning. Congratulations to Johnny Mortke and Kenny Johnson for sponsoring the show. Are you ready to talk baseball? No. Autistic? First time. Jake, that Jake. Job, big so tweet. Just, we don't even understand the tweet. You want a high five? Famous? Yeah. Nice shirt. Yes. Like, I think some people are thinking, like, kick him to the curb, boom his ass. Yeah. I think other people are thinking what I meant. Like, he just needs a kick in the butt to get going. Like, get a little kick in the pants. Other people think you were on this one. You think he has a boob. In there. I didn't know what the tweet meant, but it is, but people like it. All right. This is funny day together. I feel like we're doing a radio show. That's kind of, that's, we're on there. It's similar. Wow. Um. Yeah, what do we got to start with? What do you want to start with? you want to burn a game? Do you want to talk Sonny debacle right away? 
You want to talk being at the stadium? No, that's too much more a meta. We got to yeah, talk we, Yanks. We got to burn. All right, let's burn. Yeah, it was some weird advertising. Walk into the store, get a text message. Hey, buy Goose Island today, and it'll sponsor the pod. All you gotta do is, is purchase it with your own it was money. It's like that Shia, Shia LaBeouf movie. What was that? Where he was getting like re- Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye. Yeah. Yeah. Eagle so Eye. Eagle Eye. Okay, we're sponsored by Eagle Eye and Goose Island, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Sponsored by a movie from like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Ready um, to come back. So yeah, should I burn? Yeah, burn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna film you on Instagram live. Yeah, burning. you haven't, you haven't seen me burn live, right? Well, I look at you through the computer screen, <clears throat> so right. kind of. Are you ready? I usually, I usually freak out noodle, doodle dog. I think I'm ready. All right, here we go. Jake's gonna burn game one, which we were at at the stadium. It was uh, Baltimore Orioles versus New York Yankees. On your mark, get set, burn. Two games. Go Tanaka on a Tuesday. I mean, yeah. Hey, Rob Rosine, the guy, or uh, one of our writers who writes for TalkingYanks.com, why don't you go run your linear regression again and tell me how good Tanaka is on Tuesdays now because his last Tanaka Tuesday was nine innings, zero runs, and now his, this Tanaka Tuesday was six innings, zero runs. Approximately 15 innings, uh, zero runs. Give or take. I'm not going to sit here and do the math, but – so, Rob, run your linear regression again. Tanaka is the best pitcher when it's a Tuesday. And he's been hot. All the stats that were coming out, he's, what, in his last 13 starts, 8-0 with, like, a 2-something ERA. My favorite stat, which I don't have in front of me, but it was that this month of Tanaka, uh, this July, so how many games do you think he started in July? Four? Five? Sure. Whatever it was. So this month of, of games for Tanaka – is the best single month he's ever had as a professional baseball player in America. No one cares about his Japanese months, which is rude, but but they don't. If I said he had a better month, in, Katie, wow, 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 wow. I'm just shame. Sh- one our one live viewer just left. She's pissed off about the Japanese comment. She yeah. she digs Japanese baseball. <laughs> She's all about it. Wait, what's his ERA on the year? Three eight four. Let's go. Get that down. Two more of these, and we're dude. We're getting. That's good. That's I thought it was still higher than that. No, that's starts with a three. That's good. Keep going. Get it down. Yeah, still, still pretty good. I'm trying to get the months. Um, let's see, month of July. Yeah, four starts, one seven five ERA. Um, and yeah, we we were kind of fingers crossed because he did it last year, but I think second half Tanaka. 
is now like officially a thing. Let's hope so. Let's hope his August is better than his July. How about that? And then his September better than his August. And then check this, Jake. No, don't say it. I think maybe we hope his October is better than his September. Then in December, he's just, like, throwing against the wall, like, expertly. Rest. Is, stop. Is the last game of the Red Sox set Tanaka versus Price? I think so. Can you not – could you – could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> could you be more confident about that game? Price against the Yankees and what Tanaka's doing lately? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll end up there in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? We were at – the game. Was this your first game at Yankee Stadium this year? bad brain but it's got to be we would have talked about it if you went did i go this year yeah i don't think so i don't think so either so what do you think of the stadium the vibe it's definitely a better vibe than than uh like two years ago it was it was my first time being like a fake celebrity so like the people coming up and taking pictures shout out everyone was very nice yeah no one freaked me out i didn't have to like beat anyone up or anything like that yeah because again can't yeah shout out uh sean matt Liam, Morgan, Jordan, Justin, I don't know, forget. A few others. A few, few others, others, I can't remember. Um, yeah, but there was the one one time I was alone in line and someone came up and was like, Jake, dude. You suck. You're the man. Oh, that's what he's doing with? Yeah. Liam said he was going to start a Jake Doesn't Suck chant, and then I, I gave him a Jake Sucks business card, so he's right, right back on the right Instant side. Instant flip. Inst- you, I mean. Instant flip. Um, yeah. Joe's, saw Brian Hoke. Hoke like Coke. Hey, you know what my favorite thing about this game was? That, like, it was my biggest, like, realization. Like, if you haven't been to the stadium, this kind of will be fun to know. If you have, you can say, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Chapman's entrance, si- yeah. entrance siren is alarming. It's cool. Whoa! It's cooler than I thought. Yeah. Because we weren't, like, prepared for it, and then a giant alarm goes off. Well, and no, no why? Because it was also that game snuck up to be 6-3. Like, the Yankees were dominating. Like, you kind of forgot yeah. that Chapman would be coming in, too, and then they dropped that. That yeah. was awesome. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of in my head because it was like, like, Mariano's Enter Sandman, when he was officially Mariano, was one of the coolest things in sports. Yes. And, like, seeing that Chapman live, like, that was yeah, it's nice that it's it's it doesn't top Mariano, obviously, because you get shot in the head for saying that. But it is its own spectacle, and it was pretty cool. Game itself was nice to knock it through good. We were talking a lot, so we weren't like Rams. Rams, they were they were super cool. We had a lot of fun with them. Um, yeah, st- stadium was good vibes. Stand before stands before was good vibes. Um, and it was just like a fun like that's supposed to be the Yankees beating the Orioles at Yankee Stadium. Yes. Like, big lead. It was exciting, but, like, it was never tense. Um, it was never tense. Yeah. Which is nice. The people that went to the game today on Wednesday, they got a lot of tense. And maybe – actually, tense – they never had tense. It was just bullshit from the get-go. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, what's it – Andujar. Andujar had the good defensive play. He had the three-run home run. He was he was pretty much the big – him and Tanaka were the story, stories of the game. Is that a phrase? Stories of the game? Stories yeah. Stories of the game. I'm trying to think. Higgy was behind the plate and didn't look like a liability. He had a base hit, so. How about that? Him. Hey, um. No, no one really had a, a crazy game. Andrew Hart was one for four with that home run. Didi was the only guy with two hits. He was two for three with a walk. Um, 
Yeah. Let's. This game is, doesn't give us a lot of storylines besides Tanaka being great. Let's move on. <clears throat> and Cole's kind of interesting. But let's move on to game two. Burn this game. And then we will uh, eventually get, find ourselves into awards, which there's a lot to talk about. Game two gives us a lot to talk yeah, about. Game two, Sonny Gray versus Alex Cobb. Cobb was, what, 2-14 and 14 on the year? 2-14 coming into the game. 3-14 coming out. You and I had a conversation about, like, Lance Lynn and Alex Cobb and, like, the prolonged spring training, not, like, knowing where you – it seems to be the small sample size that we got from last year of all the pitchers that didn't sign and signed really late, it affected them. Uh, which, I mean, everyone would say, of course, obviously, it would affect them. But then you, you, we kind of wrote it off like, ah, they can get back to shape. But Yeah, you wonder where poops in the, pudding. the mental and physical side comes into play there. I mean, they're also both on awful teams, like bad teams. Um, but, yeah, Lance Lynn's debut, I've got to burn it. Let's burn game two, and then we'll get into game two. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. On your mark, get set, burn. Game two, Alex Corn on the cob, LOL, for the <laughs> Sunny, and boy, would it be gray in the Bronx, and I'm not talking about the 39-minute rain delay either. The trouble started top two, Trey Mancini, RBI single, Reynato Nunez, ooh, that's fun to say, two RBI double, Tim Beckham, no relation to David, with a killer two RBI single, five nothing O's after two. Old enough to party, Glaber Torres solo shot, five one game. Top three, Sonny, show me something. Nope. Mancini solo dolo. Valera, who? RBI infield single. The Boo Birds are out in the Bronx. Sonny final line, two point two innings, seven earned runs. Cheese and rice. Lance Lynn would make his Yankees debut. Looking sharp, literally and figuratively. 4.1 shutout. Chad and Holder with shutout innings as well. The Yankees could not put a rally together until the ninth. Glaba bombs, Glaba bombs. Two out, three run shot to make the scoreboard look a little better, but that would be your final 7 5 O's on a morose stay in the Bronx. Morose? Do you use thesaurus? Right-click thesaurus? No. I'm, you I'm sad. The only reason I know that word okay. is the knocked up when Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd go to the hotel room and they take There's so, so many chairs. Yeah, they're staring at the chairs. <laughs> he just drops a killer line that's like, and one of them's looking at me dull and gross. Yeah, and yeah. Like that. And I was like, There's 13 chairs that? in this hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I was like, at the time, I was like, I don't know what that word means, but it's hilarious, and I need it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Knowing words is good. It's My like, brain rarely wants to know more. I heard that word, and I was like, I need that one. All right. I like it. Knock, shout out, uh, Knocked Up. Yeah. Sponsoring also. That's crazy. Knocked Up, the Shia LaBeouf movie, Watch Over. What's Babe, I got Matsui. <laughs> That's a great life. All right. Let's talk, about, let's talk about Sonny Gray. Because this is a uh, this is serious matter, Jake. Stop. <laughs> Sonny's, Sonny pitched bad. You were mad he walked Chris Davis. Like, even before it went to shit, you audibly knew. You, like, even if you didn't state, oh, this is going to be bad, you mentally knew 
that could lead to shit. Because you walk Chris Davis. He's, argu- he's arguably the worst hitter in the game. Very easy attack strategy because he refuses to change his approach. Like, you can't walk him. You cannot. Like, if Chris Davis hits one of his 20 home runs off you this year, you just shrug, say, bad luck. Chris Davis, he's batting, he was batting 157 at one point in this game. Let me, let me see where he landed. ESPN has the up-to-date. Chris Davis on the year is batting, oh, he got a hit today, so 159. Good for you, Chris. Like, think about that. Yep. 15 out of 100 at-bats, this guy's going to get a hit. <laughs> like, some people forget. <laughs> that's, that's how I do math in my head. Like, that's insane. So, Sonny walks in, and let's be honest. So, I'm, I don't want to say I'm going to be the good cop on this, but I'm going to be softer than everyone where my opinions land. The defense was bad. It's Glaber, right? Glaber we, and Shane Robinson. There. Shane Robinson, that's at- the big one that it's tough to say. I don't know if he catches that ball. It's hard hit, which is on Sonny. It's somewhat deep right field. It's a shallow right field. I don't know why he's playing that shallow. But, again, that's, it's tough for me to put that on Shane Robinson because a lot of the positioning now is on the team as a whole. I have a like, qu- it's not Shane Robinson going rogue out there. It's no, the and, bench coach is telling him where to and when, whenever we're complaining about Shane Robinson, it doesn't really fall on Shane Robinson. It falls on Boone or whoever's making the lineups yeah. that put him out there. But, yeah, so it, if you didn't see, it was a line drive to right field. Robinson was playing pretty shallow. He took three steps in, which, not good. And it's it's one of those things. It's, I'm trying to picture it in my head if he takes his first step back. It's going to be a close play. There's so much bias going through my head because you're picturing that 6-7 giant that usually patrols out there. Runners are going to hold, wait, and then he throws the ball and definitely at least doesn't it saves one run if his first step's back. Even if he doesn't catch the ball. Yeah. His first three steps in g- gave them that last run because it, it was a somewhat close play. The dude didn't even slide, and Romine tried to swipe the tag. But even that guy, that runner, he was probably on second, he probably doesn't – he probably holds if Shane Robinson doesn't have the yeah. worst route of all time. Yeah, and so so there was that. Again, that, that one's in my head is a total coin flip. Like, I, it was hard hit. I don't know if the play gets made. There's a chance. It definitely changes the inning slightly. Glaber with two just mental slash lazy errors. He didn't cover second on. I don't like the word lazy. I think the right. like I think those are mental. It's not like because lazy to me means he was like, oh, I should probably cover second, but I don't want to. Well, I'm too lazy. What? It's mental. The bunt was kind of lazy. He was he was jogging. Yeah, you're right because he knew he had to get there. Yeah. He the, knew he had to make that play, the, and he was trying to do it, but he was just jogging nonchalantly. All right, I, so that that one was lazy. The other one is was, more is more outs grounder to Didi, and he thought Didi was going to go to first because that kind of was the play. Yeah, but, he points to first. Didi looks at him. <laughs> Didi was looking to go to second, and like that but, was one of those like your heart skips a beat. You're like, oh no, like everyone's kind of in the right. Like Didi bobbled it a little, so he's looking to make the short throw and just get it there. Glaber, that play normally goes to first base, so Glaber's point in there, and you're just like, Jesus, it's one of those days. Um, and then it was later in the game, Glaber tried to Olay one, and that bounced off of him. So, <laughs> again, Glaber Torres had two home runs in this game, but I don't know. It kind of set off the vibe, and that's 
You're, well, wait, wait. You say, yeah, I was about to go down a You're going down. Yeah, yeah, I saw where you were going. Let's stay on Sonny for now. Uh, let's let's talk Sonny, conclude Sonny. Okay. Uh, let's go into I'm going to I'm going to change the entire everything I just said. Sure. Let's go into awards. I'm sure Sonny comes really? up. Really? Okay. I'm sure all the individual performances come up. Yeah. Is there anything else we have to say about the game before getting into awards that you could think of? I don't There's one other thing, but it's going to come up in my award. So we're fine. We're fine. Okay. We're good. Okay. Let's, we can we're, always circle back. Yeah. We're going to go into awards. This is a, a segment of the show where we give out awards. If you didn't figure that out, you must be, like, dumb. For, oh, okay. I'm, come on. Thanks for listening. It's brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com, the cheapest Yankee jerseys from a majestic manufacturer. Oh, creaky door. Haunted house. We got a ghost in here. Affordable jerseys, no names on the back, like the players wear on the field. You don't have to wear it. Uh, we met, uh, we did a, we met a lot of people that were wearing their affordable jerseys. Uh, no names on the back, less than one hundred dollars. Go to affordablejerseys.com. Tell them talking Yanks sent you. Awards. You get to go first because we're not on Sunday. I was wearing my Bernie jersey. Felt pretty good about it. Like it. I like it. Like it a lot. We went to an Italian meat market on Arthur Avenue. Two people said they were neighbors with Bernie Williams. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Different people. Yeah. Like, not this, they weren't, like, a couple, and they yeah, were, I like... I think they lived in different places. They are like, yeah, Bernie's my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie's everyone's yeah. neighbor. And then I had a good laugh picturing, like, <laughs> if those two people just lived on each side of Bernie Williams. <laughs> and it was, like, kind of weird. That's what you went? I, I pictured that yeah. Bernie Williams goes into that meat market, right? And he just talks to people, and Bernie Williams' line is, oh, I live right by you. Every time you say Italian... I thought you were going to say, when you said, thought you were talking about my, co- I thought you were getting vulgar on the podcast. And this is, everyone knows, this is a G-rated podcast. Family show. All right, so first we, you, you, you ruined my G-rated joke, but thanks. It was going to be, this is a G-rated podcast, so first we do Pride of the Yankees, then we do Yankee Motherfucker. Oh, yeah, it's a bad joke. <laughs> um, you go first, because it's not the Lord's Day. There's two it. guys here. Yeah, there There's... pretty much is. I'm going. I'm going Tanaka again. Um, I think I gave it to him either last show or two shows ago. I don't have him in front of me today. Um, doesn't really matter. Uh, six innings pitch, three hits, two walks, eight Ks. We are. We just said the July numbers. He's been a stud. Um, we've been saying it throughout the year that if the Yankees are going to be right, and we've talked about a ton towards the trade deadline, like unless they got Degrom, which doesn't look like he wasn't on the table. The Mets officially said that. Um, people were talking about Blake Snell. All these. There was no arms out there that can do what Tanaka can do for us. He's been showing it. There's still people that hate because of the home run ball. When he's right, he's really good. I, I always I end it with look at last year's playoffs if you're skeptical. But when he's right, he's and his first three seasons. Right, people people forget. It's <laughs> like when the Yankees were bad. His first three seasons, he he was very good. Tommy John when he originally got hurt and then he didn't pitch great, so just people assumed he was broken. I guarantee you my neighbor oh, yeah. would is waiting for him to get Tommy John. Should we go get him right now? No. Um, but yeah, T- Tanaka was an absolute stud. Um, we're not going to talk about Seve this podcast. He so did grind. He did have to grind it out. Tanaka, there's 25 pitches in the first. That's why he, he yeah. went out early. A couple men on. He did have to grind, gut it out, which is, hey, 
Uh, you rather a complete game shutout like like last time, but it's awesome to see them get out of the jams like that and and have a twenty five inning, twenty five pitch first inning and still give you six innings, which which maybe you want a little bit more, but yeah, I mean we it's at least fifteen innings since he came up a run. I was I was gonna bring up his game log real quick, um, but yeah, I, if if Seve gets right, everyone's talking about the one two punch because everyone's got their big pitchers or whatever. Tanaka and Sevi can be that so easily when they're right. So, that's a good thing. And I, I mentioned it earlier, again, a little, little foreshadowing. The Red Sox series, the Sunday game, who knows how the series goes, but with what Tanaka's doing and what Price has done against the Yankees, he has to feel great about that matchup right now. So. Also, it was a Tuesday. It's, yeah, it's a Tuesday, so. Okay. Am I proud of the Yankees? So you were between two guys, right? Like I said, it's guaranteed two guys. You throwing a curveball here? I don't know who your guarantee second guy is, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna let you know right now. My pride of the Yankees is Miguel Andujar. Okay. Is that who you had? No, I thought it was Didi because Didi racked up stats. But yeah, they didn't yeah, like. But they weren't big. They were kind of empty in the end. It's not really on him. It's who's up behind him. It's all that. But I think Miguel Andujar. He had the nice play. He had the three-run homer. But I was actually more happy with Andujar in Game Two. And this is just a small picture thing, but Glaber was out there making rookie mistakes. Uh, they're yeah. young. He's a rookie. Like Glaber is the number one guy. He's the he, he gets more shine than Anduar, and I think that's warranted because Glaber I think is a better all around player than Anduar. But on a on a game when one of the rookies was making mistakes and shit like that. Andujar was still busting out singles, still making the plays, and you could see he was a little bit ticked off in the dugout too when Phil Nevin was giving that speech. Yeah. Um, so I I liked the tenacity and the go get him, and and we were looking at fucking Andujar's doubles and extra base hits yeah. numbers today, just looking comparing him to the other rookies, and he's leading like the AL rookies in a lot of the big stats. So what we did, they the guests put a graphic on the screen that was like leading all. All rookies, all rookies with 250 plate appearances in like every character, like a lot of categories. Miguel Andujar is number one. They put that stat on there, and Jake and I put on our cynical, skeptical hats, and we're like, "Well, how many? What's that pool size that he's really competing against? Could it be that many players?" So I went and looked it up. It was around 20 guys, 20 rookies that have 250 more plate appearances. And then I clicked through each of their names. And these are guys that are on teams. Uh, I'm not going to do it on the podcast because it would be bad radio. I'll just sum it up for you. There's a lot of rookies out there that are getting time. They're getting some burn. They're playing. And they're not doing what Glaber and Andujar are doing. They're rookies. rookies. So it was like a moment like, oh, shit, our rookies are actually very good. But Miguel Andujar gets my pride of the Yankees. And and, 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 and what I want to clarify – it's not that he hasn't had his, uh, he hasn't had his rookie young mistakes as well. He has, but they just weren't this weekend. So it was nice that he didn't do that. Right, and it's a little bit. Rookies are going to make mistakes. There's a hot take right there. Um, but no, it's a little bit like Andujar's been hot since the All Star break. He's def- We've seen him like developing as the year goes on. Where Glaber came out of the shoot kind of looking incredible, right? And now, I mean, this is kind of, this is a little too sports talk radio-y, but I don't know. Since the All-Star game, 
you know, Glaber was there. He was with, you know, the guys of guys in baseball. He was one of the stories. He was one of the youngest guys there, if not the youngest. Did they say that? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he had to be up there. But um, I don't know. These are – and, you know, you wonder what Phil Nevin's rant actually was. They said they couldn't show it due to the language. Um, I'm not saying it was targeted at Glaber. And, again, this guy hit two home runs. Um, I think it was targeted at Glaber. Like, like fully? Yeah. I think there's a portion of it. I don't think, think he, he said his name. I don't think he said his name. I think he was yelling in his direction. Yeah. And the Glaber knew he was the brunt of it. Yeah. And all the players around knew, okay, this is it's – it's a team sport, so, like, we can use this yelling too. But Glaber's the main call here. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see – you and I were talking about it. You know, Glaber had a great game, but he also had a bad game. In he he hurt us more than he helped us, even though he had two home runs and four RBIs. Right, which a lot of people are going to laugh at and partially go over their head, but it's true. And that's so. I think that's kind of what's funny that you know, even if you're a rookie and you're really good, you still need to stay in your lane. We've said that before, and like it's. Go out there, try your hardest, do your best, feel the ones you can, don't make mental errors. Almost like like the hitting and stuff is supposed to be a bonus. Yeah. Like that's how we thought of it coming into this year. Like anything Glaber and Andujar do with the bat is supposed to be a bonus. Well, any like the power, like stuff. Like we were like, just get get on base, play defense, right. don't just don't ruin games. Be solid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> not not don't win us games, but yeah, don't be the reason we lose a game. And you can point to a few plays there that I was, I was getting segued into earlier. That's you know, all sports are momentum, but Sonny Gray could have been out of the second inning with three earned runs pretty easily. If well, not, I don't want to say less. But Glaber makes that play. That's an out. Shane Robinson doesn't act like a fool. That's not a run. I don't know the actual sequence of events, but yeah. I mean, and that's that changes the course of a baseball game. You're down five nothing. At, at one point, the score was what seven, what, seven one. Yeah, and but here's my thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, don't make excuses for Sonny." No, Sonny pitched bad. Oh yeah, we're we're mad at Sonny. But I mean, if you if you watch this game, and I guess that's part of the reason we're doing this whole thing, is that the Yankees were dead for about six innings. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did Sonny put them in a terrible rut? Yes. That's going to be really tough to win games. Yes, but you're also playing the Orioles, who are terrible, terrible, and a shell of the terrible team they are, which actually might help them. But I, they had they had a lot of opportunities to put a couple runs on, and like you're not going to have that seven run inning. The Yankees are going to have seven run innings, but you can't force that. And like they they just couldn't put a rally together, which again is almost unfair. Like Cobb pitched pretty well, and they got to use they brought in Cole. Cody Carroll has got really good stuff. He was, you know, the Yankees just traded him. He had that little, his first major league appearance against his old team. He made three minor league all-star teams, which is kind of cool. That was a fun fact. Dubious honor. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you just put yourself in a set, in that position, and then, like, I was telling Jimmy, every inning it felt like they had one out. And right away. It was away. Like a lazy pop-out. It wasn't like a grinding at bat or anything. It was just... And, and that's unfair because normally in the course of a game, if that happens, you know, you don't point that guy out like, oh, you got out. Like, that's baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get out you get out 65% of the time if you're a pretty good player. I will um, say, 
let's move on to motherfucker, and then I'll open up more of these negative conversations. Because this is how bad this game was. Yeah. We were just doing Pride of the Yankees, and we fell into, a, like, negative stuff during the Pride of the Yankees section. Because that's how miserable this second game was. I have a quick, quick mi- middle question for you here. Were the injured guys not at this game? Do you remember seeing Gary Judge Sevy in the dugout at all? I don't remember seeing them, no. And I know Hap wasn't there because he's got hand, foot, and mouth or whatever. No, I don't remember seeing any of those guys. Do you think they already took off the Boston? Maybe, but do you think that can change, like that the, change the whole vibe of, like, the team and the game? Could. Maybe that's why Nevin did his rant today. Because normally... I don't know, because I feel like I saw CeCe, right? I don't think I Actually, saw CeCe. No, CeCe's starting tomorrow. Yeah, I think they – I think – I think, man, this could be so wrong because we can go yeah, back, watch, run, right. replay, and see them. But I do not remember seeing any of the guys. And if you strip half the clubhouse, like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. There's, that could be why that's, Kevin got on their ass. Normally it's CeCe or just Judge's presence. No, I think we saw some. He was at – Seve was at yesterday's game. Yeah, they were – yeah. Um. I don't know. That, that was a, really bad or really good. Yeah. We could have found something or we could have found nothing. So if they were all, if, if they all weren't there, I think that's saying like that is l- lending credence to like they weren't up for this game. This didn't feel like a game. Half the team wasn't even there. That would lend lend credence that this feels like more more like a scrimmage and the real shits tomorrow with Boston. Circle back on that. Yeah, because we find one clip of them. And then just delete this. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to our next award, a janky motherfucker. Um. You go, you go first. You'll think about it. I'd like to double down. Okay. We'll brood if something else comes up, but it obviously has to be Sonny Gray. Yeah. All right, let's talk Sonny Gray. This is a big conversation. And, and we go back and forth because I am at the point. Do you want to talk Smilegate first? Yeah, we can do Smilegate. And it's going to be an unpopular opinion. Uh, no, I, I, I like be mad at the pitching. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Sonny stepped off the mound, and as soon as he took his second step, the chorus of boo started. And his initial reaction when, like, 40,000 people started booing him was just to kind of, like, give a chuckle, laugh, like, ugh. To me, hopeless, it was like a hopeless smile. Like, I am at the bottom. I can't do anything. I just have to take this. Like, oh, here we go again with this. He just had three solid starts. He's facing the team. He's been dominant this year. This was his chance to get four in a row. The schedule lines up so easy in August. And you just, yeah, it was like a, it was an exhale, just exhausted smile. Like, he almost worked his way back, and now he's at the point where he might be out again. But... I, 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 I just, the only reason I voiced my opinion on this is because I, all the other... Yankee forums were just sensationalizing it for the easy feed the mob, get the retweets and the likes. Uh, Look at Sonny smiling. He doesn't give a fuck about us. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. In his his post-game interview, he was being awkward Sonny. He kind of goes side to side and he... He can't talk. He doesn't doesn't look... He's just not super comfortable in front of the mic. Um, So I... Especially, I I, I said it half-jokingly, but... The lights were bright, man. His eyes were wide. You could see, like, literally the lights reflecting off his eyes. Like I will say this. So so I think the whole – everyone that was saying he doesn't care, look at him. He doesn't even care. He's laughing. You're wrong. He cares. He just – he just shows it weird. But I will say, watch Sonny's interviews. 
he can't really address the media. I think there is credence to this is too much for Sonny's personality. He doesn't have that warrior. He, he's not a warrior. But the thing is, I, I don't think I would be either. Like, right. like I'm pretty laid back. That. And he's, he's yep. trying to tell people. Like, he's not Paul O'Neill. He's not going to go to the outfield and cuss himself out after he strikes out. Like, that's not who he is. He, he said, like, that's – throughout his life, that's how he – he deals with stuff. If there's a problem, he's not going to freak out and throw his hat, which is kind of funny. Like, think about if that person was in your office, like, you'd hate that person. If they were the hothead that they get off a bad phone call and they just start effing this, effing that, and throwing stuff. What's your move? In sports, we appreciate that. I mean, my move, I'd be a fan favorite, as you know, because I just, I get so pissed at myself. Yeah. So pissed. Yeah, but even when you're happy, you're pissed. Jake once made a diving play in center field to like end the inning. Uh, it's cool, cool, cool play. It was in center field, shallow, shallow bloop behind second base, a runner on second. The runner on second took off for third because he thought it was going to drop. Jake dove, caught the ball like a shoestring forward dive, slid a little with the ball in his glove, stood up, and then instead of tossing it to second yeah. to double the guy up, he sprinted to second and beat the guy in a race for an inning-ending double play. You don't really see that. Any, that was an 8-8 unassisted double play. But your reaction wasn't to celebrate. You didn't let any of us celebrate because you were more mad at that you were mad at that dumb idiot for thinking you weren't going to catch it and taking off. You sprinted straight to the dugout. We were trying to celebrate with you. Then you poured a cup of water over your head because that was also your move as soon as you got the dugout. And uh, but so like you were an ang- you were like an angry like celebrate and angry mad. There's a little, <laughs> there's a little showmanship, because <laughs> um, it wasn't. I didn't want to show up the other team if I did something good. I almost wanted to be like, like if I threw out a runner, like going to third or at home plate. Like I just wanted my reaction to be like, you now know you can't do that. <laughs> like if you loop one to center. Um, but also, I mean, you saw me miss a diving catch and just start punching the ground. And that's where, like, fans would love me for that. Anyways, Sonny Gray. Um, but I'm more like Sonny. Like, if something – if I'm having a terrible day and then and then the next terrible thing happens, I kind of laugh. Right, and that was that was the – because we were watching the interview and we're like, this is kind of tough, but it is Sonny. And then the reporter asked them – the reporters were asking him just brutal New York questions. Like, is New York too big for you? Like, how do you – can answer that. Yo, <laughs> like seriously. I love some of the B reporters. I don't know wh- who which guys are asking which questions. Like I do like some of the New York B reporters. I think a lot of them are fair and nice and shit. Whoever was asking that question, like, like fucking rude. Like just yeah. come on, dude. You know what you're doing. Y- you're being a dick. Um, and then oh no, it's journalism. It's so important. No, it's not. Your job's yeah. not. It's not. There was one of the questions was like, you know, Sonny, your your reaction there. You know, can you kind of explain that a little more or whatever it was. And, or they said, because they already addressed it, and they were like, was that nervous? What was that? And then he gave the same smile right before he answered that question, and he goes, I, I, get, I, get, I just kind of did it right there. <laughs> um, it's just kind of a reaction. Like, I'm, I'm not, he's like, I'm not going to get angry. Like, if I'm getting booed off the mound, I'm kind of going to shake my head and get back into the dugout. If he was getting loud cheers, I think he would have done a similar thing. Yeah. So, so that's our take on, like, Sonny walking off the mountain smiling, which is going to be a huge story now because people eat that shit up. But I will say, people are going to be like, oh, you're fucking making excuses for Sonny. No, he pitched terrible. And I, and I do think the, the New York City bright lights are, might be too bright for him. 
I do think there's credence to that. Yes. I think this is the worst thing fans do sometimes. You know there was, there was that Arizona Cardinals quarterback they, when they had all those shitty quarterbacks. He was like a backup, and they were losing like 40 to se- like 7, and he was uh, benched um, on the sideline talking to one of his wide receivers, and he laughed. And, yes. And it, it, was, it became like a national story. Like, right. can you laugh in a how blowout? Could be, how could you be laughing on the sideline? It's like, dude – and the quarterback was like, no, man, like, I was really upset. I was really sad. My wide receiver came over to cheer me up, and he told me a joke, yeah. and I appreciated it. But, like, people are like, you can't laugh. Like, yo, it's guys. It's an easy thing for the media to run with. Yeah, and fans that are, like, yeah. want to yell and scream. So, Sonny did bad. I think the bright lights are bad, but overreacting to that little smile is bad. Now, Sonny moving forward. Yeah, let's do it. We're um, split on this, which I think is good because I like when, natu- when we're naturally split. I, I say you go first because I think you're the consensus. You've, you've got to be the 70%. Yeah, so I want Sonny to get a start skipped or be done. I want Lance Lynn to get the next start. I think just like Domingo Herman, where we came to that point, we're like, dude, we're trying to do something here. You have 25 guys, and uh, again, this was a, a team loss, but Sonny has been bad. This is a recurring thing for Sonny himself. I think Cashman Boone have to say, we can't roll the dice on Sonny. But I also think that they also can't fucking start Shane Robinson in right field any more games then. When Judge is out, start your guys. So I want, so across the board, like Sonny, Shane, Wade, I don't want them starting games. Start the guys who are performing and don't worry about rest and don't worry about egos and hurting feelings and all that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Sonny's going to get another start, and you can explain why. But I think think of the storyline, man. Sonny has been so bad. He's such a like, igni- enig- uh, enigma. 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 And, 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 like, so frustrating. We just traded for Lance Lynn, which no one – was that excited about? He comes in, he pitches well. Now, I'm not saying Lance Lynn's going to be the hero, but think of that storyline if he is. Think of, like, the veteran Lance Lynn. I don't, I'm, dude, Lance Lynn is too fat and gross to care what New York thinks about him. Oh, you're booing, oh, you're booing me? Look what, like, look what I wake up and look at. He looks no, so no, better than we We can't do that yet. <laughs> uh, but think about that storyline, man. Like, Lance Lynn comes and takes that spot. Jay Happ takes Domingo Haran's spot. We got rid of those guys. Tanaka turns it around. CeCe does what he does. Now, Sevy's a huge question mark for this next start. But I think, let instead of the storyline, oh, uh, Sonny turned it around, and he was had it wasn't that bad in the second half. That's not as exciting as, like, let's see what else we got. Right. And I think we reached the breaking point. So I'm hoping Lancelin has the next start. I'm ready for that. So this is going to start and sound like a cop-out. But so we it's kind of funny the different things you talk about over a baseball season. You talk about good problems and bad problems. Like, oh, how are we going to get all these bats in the lineup? That's a great problem to have. Or we've got all these arms in the bullpen, whatever it is. This is a good, bad problem. Cause, so say they go your way. Lancelin gets to start and... He, he gave us 4.1 shutout today. He pitches a good start in Boston. Lance Lynn's going to have all the momentum. Or he wouldn't, his next start wouldn't be in Boston. But it would be against the White Sox, who are terrible. We'll get into that in a second. 
But if Lance Lynn has a good start, now we've got this guy who's given us 13 innings. He's been pitching well lately. Now he's got that Yankee vibe. He's got the team vibe behind him. He's almost got that backup quarterback love. Like the backup quarterback is always the favorite player on a bad team because you're saying, well, put him in. He might do great. He could. That, that could be a little Lance Lynn effect. Here's where I'm at. Sonny Gray's three starts before this, he was good. We saw a lot of the stats coming over on Twitter. His last three starts, he was 16 innings, 1.80 ERA, whatever the numbers were. He had a terrible start today. There were some defensive lapses. That is what it is. Um, you can't fully blame it. Sonny didn't look great. And part of, the, part of Sonny's problem has been if something goes wrong, the wheels just fall off. Yep. There's no hunker down in Sonny. Yep, and, and, and remind me right now, we're going to talk about the Twitter for a second okay. after you finish this. Um, so here's my thing. Lance Lynn came over. He said all the perfect quotes. I'm, re- I'm willing to work out of the pin. I love being on a contender. His quote after the game today was awesome. He said, he's like, they were talking about him getting the start and stuff. And imagine being that guy. You're looking at another guy in the dugout who you might be taking one of the premier jobs in sports, a starting pitcher for the Yankees who's getting killed by the media, mm-hmm. killed. You're the new guy on that team who everyone's talking about being the Messiah, and they're coming up to you, and he's just giving these perfect quotes. He said, he's like, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't really care. Whenever whenever they tell me to pitch, I'm going to go out there and try to get the guy in the batter's box out. <laughs> yep. That's what I do. So here's my whole thing. So Sonny Gray's next start, or whoever it may be, but Sonny Gray's next start would be against the White Sox, who are terrible. And it's a road start. But could you say their lineup's better than the Orioles? I mean, shades of gray. I mean, this is where things get weird with baseball at this point in the season. You're bringing up a lot of young guys. People are getting opportunity. That's where I said it before, and you kind of looked at me funny. But, like, the Orioles are probably going to be tougher going forward this year because it's going to be young guys fighting for their major league life instead of a lot of Chris Davises and guys looking around. Machado's trying to get the hell out of there. Um, like... The Orioles are going to be scrappy, at least. There's not a ton of talent, but it's a lot of AAA guys or young guys trying to become big leaders. So back to Sonny Gray. So next start would be against the White Sox. They're terrible. It's on the road. Sonny Gray still has good road numbers, by the way. I'll get there in a second. The Yankees' schedule, which I've been talking about for August after this Red Sox series, is they play nobody. They, they don't play a potential playoff team until September September 3rd. Is that the Oakland series that we're going to be at? Yep. Um, so think about that. That's a month of playing bad teams, which is hilarious that that's scaring Yankee fans at this point. Um, so Sonny Gray's still been pretty good on the road. Sonny Gray has a 3-6-2 ERA and 10 games started on the road. 54 innings, 3-6-2 ERA. Facing the White Sox on the road. If he pitches good that game, which is very possible. Road game, White Sox. Three of his last four starts would be good. And so, and then you go that, and then you can start evaluating the upcoming schedule, which I'll, I'll dip delay. Well, hold on, let's, let, we'll pa- pause right there. Because okay. upcoming schedule, there's a huge question I have to ask before you even get into schedule after the White Sox. If he doesn't do good in that White Sox game, you're giving him a leash for one more game. Because then he's three out of four. It's bad. It's on the road. It's a bad team. If he blows that one, another like legit stinker. Oh, and you almost give him no leash. That's like a, if you give up two runs in two innings, like, sorry, dude. 
Okay. Sorry. Okay, so you're – but I'm not even giving him that. I don't want him to start again. Right. But you're giving him that. Right. If in that White Sox game he has a legit stinker again, are you cut now? Is that the end of the line? Or, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But – and so this, this is why. And this is why that's my end of the line. Because, A, if he throws a good game against the White Sox, okay, three out of four. Sonny Gray has gotten better every month, by the way. That, that's my other fun fact I've been throwing around. Um, the first couple are ugly. April, March, 667 ERA. May, 516 ERA. June, 464 ERA. July, 344 ERA. So right now, his August ERA is going to be jacked up. He pitches a good start against the White Sox. You get him another start. It's going to be against, like, the Rangers or the Mets. There's some hope there. The next series is Tampa, the Blue Jays, the Marlins, the Orioles again, the White Sox, the Tigers. So here's the counterargument to everything I'm just saying. They just played against a bad team in the Orioles, and he got lit up. I get that. But if it's three out of four starts that he's been good in, he's gotten better every month, he's still Sonny Gray. He has a history of doing good things. Against So let's do the risk-reward. What if Lance Lynn goes out and he throws a bad start? Then you've already moved Sonny Gray to the bullpen. Who knows where his mindset is at? We have to assume Sonny Gray doesn't have a tough mindset. And the thing is, it's not like the stuff is necessarily bad. There was a couple bad pitches. There's a couple bad defensive plays. He broke down. That's that's like getting tiring. The stuff's not bad. I, I get it. I get it. If you're having a bad game, your stuff's bad. <laughs> that's kind of it. Um, but he, if we move Sonny Gray to the bullpen, who's thinking he's going to bounce back at any point? No, no, I agree with you. He's basically shot for the year. So right now we have Lance Lynn as a potential bullpen weapon and our go-to six starter right now. If Sonny were to shit the bed again, pardon my French, um, or Lance Lynn could be this dynamic weapon for us if Sonny Gray goes out and has a good start. And what if you put I, – I know this is way too glass full, but there's a lot of bad teams coming up. And so we have three off days coming up in the month of August. Or, excuse me, no, the Mets is a makeup game, so we yeah. don't have three off days. But there's two off days in the same week, so you could start juggling some pitching there. Um, there's a lot of games in a row. Maybe we see them do something funky six-man. You could start doing like they did last year with CeCe and Chad Green. Like Lump them together. Line up. Um, I'm just like, saying, like you're saying, like, Sonny and Lynn have this. If you punt on Sonny Gray right now. You lose him forever. You, I, I literally can't picture a situation in my head where Sonny Gray can come back in the bullpen or as a starter and have any luck. If you kick Sonny Gray to the bullpen, even if he does solid there and say we need him for a spot start or someone gets hurt, I mean, he's dead. He's dead in the water. Yeah, but I, I, that's what I'm – so you're not ready to, 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 to bury him yet. He's laying there dead. You're pulling out the, the fibrillator things to try and revive him somehow to give him a start versus a bad team. Like, wake up, wake up, get it going. I'm saying, dude, fucking die. My thing is, 162 games. Baseball's a long season. And people are going to say this is a dumb statement because he's had a lot of bad games this year. There's no denying that. But if he, if he had a good game today, which he didn't. He had a bad game. I get that. Very bad. But if he went six innings, two earned runs today, what would we be saying right now? Yeah, but he didn't. I know, I know. But what would we be saying right now? We'd be saying, like, wow, Sonny Gray's back. He's Another had, good one. He's had four straight good starts. We can kind of rely on this guy now. 
But he didn't. So he didn't. But it's one game, and I just you can't go. F- but it's like not not just the last four. The whole. I know. I know. But you can't. In my head, you can't go from if he pitched a good game today, we would have been eighty percent confident in him. After he pitched a bad game today, we're twenty percent confident. So in him. so my so my counter to you is we have Lance Lynn, right? What if Lance Lynn is ready to be hero? Okay, so next start, skip Sonny one time, okay, and say, Sonny, we're gonna give you some headspace. We're gonna work on some mechanics. We're gonna go like we're gonna attack this one week off. Right. We're gonna go Lance Lynn, right? Say Lance Lynn is like yeah, like mediocre, right? right? He's not great. Six innings pitch, four and run. So then, what's the harm? Okay, now we're gonna work Sonny back in. And see what he can do. But if Lance Lynn is six innings pitched, one earned run, then because if you because then you roll with Lance Lynn because he's right. he's doing it. So if you give Sonny another start, we might be pushing Lance Lynn. We know Sonny is struggling a lot. We don't know if Lance Lynn can be that dude. So oh, let's give him one start to a chance to prove he's that dude. And if he doesn't prove it, then sure we hodgepodge Sonny and Lance Lynn for the rest of the season. However, it works sense tandem whatever. Right. Give Lance Lynn his shot to earn that spot because Sonny has Sonny hasn't earned shit. I get I, and I mean I totally get it. And if they say Lance Lynn gets the next start, it's not like I'm putting up a fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I hear. I don't it. have a pedestal to stand on there, and I don't want a pedestal. Yeah, to stand on. I, I hear. I, I, I hear. do it. I'm on a high shelf, but I'm just saying, if you punt on Sonny right now, I mean, he's dead in the water for us. Right now, Lance Lynn, right now, Lance Lynn is like an ace in the hole. We're looking at him like, wow, he could be a great starter for us. We're looking at him like, dude, he could be a complete bullpen weapon for us. And right now, we're looking at Sonny Gray like, you know, if he went out and he pitched well against the White Sox, we'd be saying, okay, three out of the last four, the White Sox are kind of trash. You know, I, I'm i just saying I, but, I, I can see a world where Sonny Gray can still be a serviceable starter for us going forward. If you take away this next start, um, unless you're like, you know what, Sonny, we're just going to give you a turn in the rotation off, and we're gonna, and you line up his next start, they play the Mets a week after that. They're like, Sonny, we just want to get your mind clear. We still want you in this rotation. I would be fine with that. So, yeah, that's what I think they should do. And so that would be okay. And, again, if you throw Lance Lynn in there, I get it. The team gets it. And Sonny gets it. Like, it's not like this dude is a big softie. This guy was a football player. He would get it. He was in front of the media saying today, like, if he doesn't get the ball, he understands it. So let's. He's deserved not to, but he still wants it. That falls into his tweets, which is the new thing. Everyone goes digs up everyone's old tweets, finds shit they said that they shouldn't have said. Uh, some are terrible, like that Sean Newcomb, like with the shit he said, was like fucking garbage. Like he's a garbage person. Don't yeah. Uh, Sonny had some some weird ones, some bad ones. You said while we were watching the game, like dude, if this if they're really bad, and the media is now asking him about those tweets. Like, he could crumble, because that's how he saw it. But did you hear his response? Yeah, it, and it was just kind of, he's like, I don't really know what you guys are talking oh, about. Oh, okay, so he had another response after that. Oh, no. More in-depth. And he said, those are inside jokes with friends of mine. Um, he said, those are inside jokes with friends of mine. I have nothing to hide in my past. You can dig up whatever you want. Everything I've done has made me the man I am today. No, nothing to hide. And There's clearly people digging so hard. So hard. So, so hard. They were like, look how racist this is because right. he said, like, one, you're black. But you can't see who he's talking to, right. what context. So it's like, uh, 
I don't know. I, that used to be my buddy Taylor Wilson. He's black. Yeah. I mean, you're black. You're, and you're, he'd say it right back. You're short. Yeah. And it's, I have gray hair. And it's one of those things. Yeah, you go back on a Twitter time. You're really tall. Years, what about our... And, our what some of the stuff Hater and Newcomb said, you can't say that. Some of the stuff Sonny was saying... You need a lot of context. And if you come out with that quote and say, dig up whatever the hell you want, then like that's what I'm saying. I was ha- believe that guy until you find out like, oh yeah, he did go to a couple clan meetings. Like if that comes out, yeah. But it, the Twitter stuff was people wanting to be more mad at Sonny. Green. It was kind of funny though. Some people were like, oh look at this, DFA him. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, but uh, finally got the reason. But I was happy with his response. That was yeah, like a foot like down move because we thought he might try to run hide crumble so obviously we spent too much time on this so i'm not going to give another motherfucker it's, it's the big topic. no it is but I'm, I'm not going to give another motherfucker right. that's my motherfucker for this episode so we good now we go into regular old awards if you uh aren't uh a regular listener we just give out awards <laughs> kind of make up awards we didn't have a creative name so we call it regular old awards which is kind of ironic because they're usually silly you don't ruin the joke jake um, you're, who am I going to give the award to? Your whole life. Is one big joke? Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, that was, that was the joke I made. Um, I think I gave an award kind of similar to this, but I'm going to roll with it because it's, it's the only thing I'm thinking about when I'm looking at the players and the stat screen right now. I'm going to give the Move Me Up in the Lineup Award. Oh, yeah, you've been harping on this. Yeah, and it's it's Greg Bird. I, I just think... And this has been my go-to speech. The max, the optimum lineup when this team is right is Greg Bird up in the order, being a lefty threat, splitting up some of the guys. And, hey, Hicks, Hicks has been doing a solid job. He fell off a little bit this series. Um, well, not the walks. <laughs> he batted 167, but he had a 444 OBP. Um, I mean, just Aaron, Aaron Hicks right there. Um, I, and Hicks has been doing his job. It's not like I'm. This is a Hicks rant. Get him out of the four hole. But I, and Jimmy, I know you're not the best person to ask. But if you're a Yankees fan, and there's runners on first and second, it's the seventh inning with two outs. Who would you rather see at the plate, Aaron Hicks or Greg Bird? Gregory, Paul Bird. And again, <laughs> you're probably the worst person I could have asked. I there would be because I'm head of his fan club. If you want to be in the Greg Bird fan club, we're selling T-shirts on the website. Proud member of the Greg Bird fan club. Listen, Greg Bird's Greg Bird's outs score runs, okay, and his hits score a lot of runs, and he still gets all the walks. So Hicks just gets walks with base loaded. And this is, this I like Hicks, so I'm not trying to, yeah, I, no, but I'd Hicks rather. And right now, I, I just rather Bird. He's got, he's much he's more more patient. He's not. He's not more patient. This that was is a wrong. Really quirky thing, and it could have just been today. Maybe you'll agree with this. Maybe this is just a, a weird statement. Is that the lineup today? We were talking about how they couldn't put a rally together. It felt like there was one out. They get a runner on with two outs. I mean, they're zero for twenty with bases loaded, and yeah, and the two help. the two bases loaded at bats were first pitch fastball, first pitch swinging, double plays. Shane Robinson, Neil Walker. The Neil Walker one. If you wanted, like, tr- like. Um, uh, scope in, like zoom in real wide on a one single play. 
Neil Walker swinging first pitch with a reliever in who could walk in a run and not working the count there, that's like that's not smart. Yeah, it was lefty reliever. He saw first pitch fastball. He grounded up on the, the middle decently hard, which kind of played into the double play. But, like, it's like a young – like, make the reliever – a home run there, you say, wow, Neil Walker, savvy vet, jumped on a first pitch fastball from the guy in the But that's, that's the thing. You need to come through. Right. Right. And that's true. I mean, that's swinging at a three I mean, fastball. make the dude be scared of walking you, take a couple pitches, pitches foul it off, make him – like, you know what I mean? Well, let's – this is going to be hot take spin zone again. I thought Neil Walker should have pinched it for Shane Robinson in the second inning. In the second inning. Second inning. In the first inning. But no, should have been the, should have been the lineup. I'll get there. <laughs> ruining fucking jokes. <laughs> Neil Walker should have pinched it for him the inning before because basically all you got was an extra inning of Shane Robinson defense. Awesome, cool dude. He we talked about him blowing a play for five minutes earlier. You could have gotten Neil Walker in at bat earlier, leading off an inning where he's been a rally bug for us this season. That's a cool phrase, Jake, rally bug. Um, He'd be happy. He'd be honored. you get a player more in the flow of the game. Pinch hitting is one of the hardest things to do in sports. I won't go on that rant right now. But So now think about what I'm saying. I'm saying, okay, you should have put him in the fifth inning because you got an extra inning of Shane Robinson defense. And if you're going to do that, is right field in Yankee Stadium one of the smallest outfield positions to play? If you're going to throw Neil Walker out there, just do it. Yeah, just do it. So that's where I'm agreeing with you, where if I'm saying in my head four innings is okay with Neil Walker, then just put his stick in there. Yeah. So, and that kind of comes back to Boone, Cash, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. Move Greg Bird up in the lineup. I just felt like... I just felt like I was seeing the wrong guys in the wrong spots today. Like, I was seeing... Shane Robinson lead off. I was seeing Greg Bird like Greg Bird up to like lead off innings. I was seeing Brett Garner up with like How about that balls. bunt? How about that bunt though? Greg Bird had that beautiful bunt which is like an instant get on base. But no, it's kind of weird. You'd rather him hit a homer. You'd rather him hit a homer. But no one on but base, no like one on base, no outs. I don't mind it. The the thing that's When you need me, four runs. The thing that's tough for me is in his head, I feel like he's mentally telling himself He's only going to give himself one of those a game. Because he did it in that first inning, and then he came up again, and they were giving it to him again, and we needed base runners again. But, like, he's not going to do it again. Because I think he could have gone three for three on bunts today if he really wanted to. But I, I do – I at that point in the game where he was trying to do more. He's clearly very good at the bunts. Right. So I think it's a, it's a good strategy to try and throw one down in the beginning of the game, like he did, right, because – when he did it, Glaber just homered. Okay, stuff's happening. Maybe we can get a comeback. There's no outs right now. We like another solo home run doesn't really put a dent. So we need base runners. So the, that was perfect for that situation. We ended up loading the bases, just didn't get a hit. But also do it early in the game because maybe that means later on they will think about okay. We don't want to give this up again. Then they take off the shift in shallow right field, and then he's open. Yeah, well, that was that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, the Orioles never took it off. They would have given Greg Bird four singles today, which, I mean, you look back at his day, and what did he end up having today? He was, he was one, one for, for four. One for four with a walk. So, I mean, that's, that's where it gets tough because now that whole thing's a mind F. Yeah. Like, Greg Bird's up there saying, I can get on base anytime I want. Yet at the same time, I want to hit home runs. 
So it's, it's a but good I, thing that's our, almost turning into a bad thing. Reverse Lance Lynn. The Orioles didn't bite because they don't give a fuck. Right. I think <clears throat> late game, Red Sox, close game. You do it early. Later on in the game, they might bite and change their, their shift a little, open it up a little for him on the right side. So I still like that he, he's proven he can do it. So if he can do it and change shifts later on in the game, I'm for it. Let's move on. We're we got a uh, my next my first regular old award. Regular old award goes to uh, it is the Hot Body Handsome Face Award. Yes. Did you know who's getting it? Oh yeah. Hot Body Handsome Face yes. goes to Lance Lynn. I said the second best thing about the Yankees trading for him was that he got to clean himself up because he was looking straight grizzly last time we saw him, like a wet wet blob, like a blobfish sweating, gross beard, clean shaven, haircut, dude. I mean, he's he's. But we thought the double chin was coming out. It didn't. It looked good. No, he looked good, and this is like okay, we're talking physical appearance about the Yankees pitcher and not stats or skill, just the way he looked, right. hot body, handsome face. Glenn, his wife is so happy. Is he married? Like I've been trying to get him. I've been trying to get him to shave the beard all season. He said it was good luck. I said, Lance, you're having a bad season. He's married to a 1950s smoking housewife. She's disgusting. Simpsons character. It looks like he's married to Lauren Grill. So yeah, she is happy. Yeah, she's happy that he got traded to the Yankees, cleaned up a little. Um. All right. So I don't want to. We we already talked about Lance Lynn. So let's move on. Yeah. I mean, the pinstripes are slimming. They're not. They're kind of not. He has like a young Phil Nevin look going on. That's what I was saying before. The pinstripes aren't that slimming. They make Gary look like fat. Gary's not fat. Well, that's well, dude. Gary's fat and lazy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, how about I give a negative award? Because we should have won. We should have won two games against the Orioles. And this is something I know you half want to talk about, but I don't think it's. Wow, favorite. Jakey the negative dickhead. It's the. Uh, what was your stat name, Stat Boy Jake? Okay, go ahead. It's like, so this award is the. Come on, man. Not right now. Award. Okay, who gets it? Yeah, any guesses? Not right. Come on, man. Not right now. AJ Cole. Yeah, it is AJ Cole. Um, we just traded Treve over Liable. Um, you know, we've and Warren. And Warren. Warren, who is literally, in a way, kind of old reliable. If, if you're up five runs, he's going to give you two innings, one earned run. Hey, how's your day? Keep moving. Um Cole jumped two players, but still stayed last in the bullpen. But, like, yeah. two guys that were ahead of him moved on because he's outpitched them. But you're right. It was, like, the first time, okay, we have a six-run lead. Shreve used to make this into a close game. and uh, Yeah, he, he, he picked up where he left off. I mean, Cole ended up 1.1 innings, two hits, three runs, two earned. Um, yeah, he just, he just wasn't the dominant A.J. Cole we've seen. I know it's um, – Again, it's it's a little being a little too picky. His ERA for with the Yankees jumped up to one five seven, so he's still been great. Just the timing was awful because we just got rid of Warren for international signing money for sixteen year olds, um, and Cole did that. So Cole, you've been great. Make it a one time thing against the Orioles in a game we still won. And it, and it did it did allow us to see the Chapman entrance, which we liked. Yeah. So yeah, kind of a good battle. Yep. All right, you ready for my next award? And this is the last award of the show. Last award of the show. This is the fucking Millennials Award. Are you ready? Who wins that? I don't know. You don't know who wins this? Okay. Okay, I'll change it. Fucking Millennials. Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin wins it. You know. So if you didn't watch the game, Phil Nevin ripped into the team, mostly Glaber. There are other guys around. 
It's uh, I posted the video and it kind of like got a lot of views. People like that shit. It was good. Um, here are all my thoughts on the. I kind of wanted to talk about the situation. You know, Phil Nevin's talking to Boone and like these fucking millennials. But here, I want I want to give my thoughts on the whole thing because I I posted the video, so I saw when I posted the video that goes kind of viral in Yankee in in Yankee World. I get to see all the different opinions that people attach to it. One of the opinions was, why didn't Boone do this? Mm. And that's actually, I don't know why I started. That's like a big opinion. That's not just like one or two people tweeting it out. That's like a big thing. I want to end with that. Uh, another opinion is that, the, 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 the one I want to talk about, there's two things I want to talk about. The one opinion was, uh, they weren't even looking at him. So this went unheard. They didn't care. No. That's laughable to me. Because if like your coach is screaming at you, you just fucking sit there and look at your feet till he's done. And because you know he's right. No, dude, you just get really loud and talk back. Like, Stare. They're like, they're not even making eye contact with him. Like, you what the fuck? Who would do that? And then you take everything out of his trunk. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy told one of my highlight stories. I'll give you a quick Jimmer one. Freshman year of high school, Jimmy and the freshman coach didn't get along so hot. So he, he looked at Jimmy with an angry face and he goes, go get everything out of my trunk. Like talking about the balls, some extra bats and stuff. Well, like I mean, he would park his car in center field and we'd all be waiting because we took the bus from school. And then he'd park the car from center field and walk into the infield where we were hanging out. Like, And he didn't bring one piece of equipment with him. And I understand. It's you, boys. It's supposed to be like a life lesson. I understand you that you, you – you want to make the – you're not going to bring everything. He's not going to beach dad it down to the home plate no. with every piece of equipment. But don't walk just completely empty – don't walk completely empty hand and then turn to the 14-year-old the boys like, go get all the equipment. Go get everything out of my car. Jimmy took everything out of his trunk. Spare tire. <laughs> I think there was a cone. <laughs> it, was, it caused quite a scene. I think, I think the coach gave a little jump. Well, I was a fucking asshole, dude. I like – I grabbed all of it. I would hate myself. I grabbed all of it. Like, I put a spare tire around my car. I, I got, like, the wrench set, and I sprinted from dead center field to home plate. <laughs> and I put it on home plate, and I said, here's everything from your car, coach. And he was like, you fucker, go put that back. I'm like, okay, coach. I grabbed it up, ran, sprinted back. You know, you know I have to tell you to put this back. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a dick move. I mean. Uh, Phil Nevin, millennials. Yeah. I used uh Glaber actually isn't, but people like to say all young people are millennials. Anyway, so, I mean, when a coach is screaming at you, what do you, just fucking stare him in the eye? That would be combative. Yeah. You, then he's coming at you. Then he's more mad at What the fuck are you looking at? Like, no, you. that's how you take yelling. So that was a dumb opinion that I saw people have. The other opinion is that Boone should have yelled at him himself and not have his guard dog do it. I think the dynamic of uh, – here's the dynamic of assistant coaches and coaches. One – is good cop and one's bad cop. And it's how it always is. And when I played hockey, my coach and like Herb Brooks for the 1980 American team, the coach was the asshole and the assistant coach was your friend. But or if the coach is the nice guy, you just need one or the other. So I, I, I but Jake, I said this to right. you and I, this is an opinion I don't want to have. My brain is kind of having it. This team is a little laissez-faire, little too laid back, little too lackadaisical. That's what they wanted at a boon. They wanted casual. Yeah. Girardi was too intense. This team's too laid back. There's and, and 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 it's young and laid back. So you you can't have combo because the young players are going to make mental errors already. But if you set if you set a laid back atmosphere like like I like laid back, but super laid back, then you you your super laid back atmosphere plus the young guys like 
you gotta keep your head in the game. Laid laid back is fun until you you start making mental errors and stuff like that. That's why normally football coaches the hard ass always wins because you're scared to make a mistake. Where the Pete Carroll lazy coaches usually one bad thing happens and the walls start crumbling down on you. Um, yeah, I think film. I I saw the light bulb click today that Phil Nevin. You know, Phil Nevin's totally the guy you want to have a beer with, but Phil Nevin's the guy you don't want to be on his bad side, and we saw that today. And I think my it's I think it's my ideal parent dynamic is that I'd say Phil. Well, and this is my world. I'm not I'm not saying anybody else's world, but Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin's the mom. Phil Nevin's the one that's constantly on it. Like you guys got to be fielding. You guys got to do your shit. What do you mean you didn't do your homework? Blah blah blah. Like any anything that's a a seven below a seven out of ten on the scale, mm-hmm. Phil Nevin's getting on you for. You can't do that. Anything that's eight, nine, or ten, that's when Boone private comes meeting. In. Private meeting. Yeah, Boone comes Cause, in. Uh, if he does get loud or if he gets serious with you, you know that you did something that was in eight, nine, or ten, and you say yes, sir. Sorry, sir. I will fix it immediately. Yeah. Phil Nevin's the one that's constantly hounding you that. Yeah, if you missed one homework assignment but you hit a home run that day, okay. Yeah, it's like... If Booney talks to you, yeah, he's going to be light, he's going to be fun, he played with CC. yeah, he's a cool young guy, but the, those four times a year when he gets loud or gets real with you, he wants that to sting, and that's yeah. where it's at. Uh, but I'm questioning the laid-back, laissez-faire situation, and I don't want to be, but I'm at the point where, like, yo, I, we need to tighten this shit up. I, I'd say there's a little, it's first year. We've talked about this from spring training, that when the Yankees came out and they were, like, 9-8 and eight or whatever their record was, and they were doing a little bit of that, we were questioning, like, you know, everyone was complimenting how low-key Boone was at spring training. I, I would bet next year that you'll see it be a little less casual. Like, yeah, a little less Southern California little more New York. I agree. All right. Is there anything else we need to talk about from this two-game set? Two games. Uh, Tanah- or Didi had really good stats, but again, they didn't seem like influential plays. It would be really good if he gets hot-hot again. Uh, Anduhar has been raking. That's been great. J.A. Happ down with hand, foot, and mouth disease. Brutal, but they think he's going to make his start, so not that brutal. But it's the, a very mild case. But the very next... So <laughs> the, no, he's got rashes and blisters and shit. The very next update was Chris Sale DL, so we don't face him. And you never want to cheer when an opposing player gets hurt. Fucking, I'm happy that Chris Sale is hurt and we're missing this game. That's a positive. I hope he misses the rest of the season and, and then continues his career graciously somewhere else because the Red Sox don't sign him in the offseason because he's coming off an injury and they're weary. That's my hopes. I know you can't root for another guy to get hurt. I'm not rooting for Chris Person, Chris Sale, the person, to be injured. Right. I'm just rooting for Chris Sale, the really good Red Sox. Yes. So what? Yeah. So I'm happy we're not facing him. Oh, but you want to always beat the best. Shut up. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I kind of go that way just because I don't like being the bad guy, and I hate KFC partially. I don't want to see those guys, but I'll, I will never have a quote saying like I want them. A brutal, a brutal injury. Like, do I want Chris? Am I gonna? Am I going to be happy that Chris Sale like has to go get Tommy John and he's out? I'd be like, yeah, obviously he throws like a fucking weirdo. But, I'm happy but we're missing him this series. And it's it's a mild injury. And any other series. And I hope it lingers. Um, yeah, and we, we've been bad about doing the next series, but it is Sox, 
CC versus Brian Johnson. Never, never, so, never heard of him. I have, but um, obviously. Yeah, we saw him, and he's he's kind of like a lame lefty. He's the kind of guy that if you don't get on him, you're frustrated because he's throwing like 90 mile per hour fastballs, and you're just like, come on. Um, for CC, you're probably going to see an intense CC, which would be a lot of fun. Um, Sevi Porcello is going to be. Well, that's if, the, if you're Yankees Nation. Biggest start of Sevi season. Yeah, at Fenway, um, he's been through a rough stretch. Mini Red Sox demons that one terrible start. I will give a plug to com. Our dude Adam gave a really good yeah. in-depth article to Sever- about Severino and during his rough stretch, what percentage of pitches he's throwing sequence-wise and their speeds and their breaks and all that and diagnosed kind of what's going on with Sevy. Go read that uh, if you're interested. Yeah, go read that. Very cool. Um, Saturday is kind of the, the unique one. Who made a better move? It's, it's, yeah, it's Hat versus Valdi, the trade – for hire, that'll that'll be kind of fun. I think that's gonna have both nations, cause yeah, that brings in like who's the better GM, who got the better player. That that's gonna have everyone on edge. Uh, and then Sunday night, the night game, Tanaka versus Price. Like we said, if if the Yankees can come in with two wins coming into that game, you're gonna see Yankee Nation coming in hot, cause Tanaka's hot, Price hates the Yanks. Um, if the Yanks back backs are against the wall. Happy to see Tanaka. Um, but yeah, Yankee Sox, man. This is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be good. Tyler Austin just hit a second home run versus the the Yankees Triple A team as a Twins Triple A team. Good for Tyler. Bring to the majors. Come on. And it'll all start. All right, that is the end of the show. Talking Yanks is what we just did. That's so fucking lame. I can't believe we said that. Thanks for the tweet, love. Thanks for all the love around the stadium. Thanks for the love in the stadium. Thanks for the love. Yeah, trade deadline season was awesome for the Yankees and for the podcast. We did gain a good amount of new listeners, so if you're a new listener, thanks for uh, finding us, and hopefully you stick around. Um, if you're like, if you're hesitant about sticking around, you're like, I don't know. Jake will stick his head in the toilet bowl if you want to stick around. If you're, and that's the end of the show. If Thank you. Yan- if, if you've got your Yankee fan friend that's been kind of out of it, be like, yo, it's Yankee socks. Get into this. Listen to Talking Yanks. Get them excited for the game tomorrow night and the series. Oh, socks. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>